Welcome back, cousins. We're back at you again, and we got an exciting one for you because guess what? What? See the light at the end of the tunnel. Go, bro. Theme parks are starting to announce that they're going to be opening in the next few weeks or so. Some of them are already open. And by the time our listeners hear this recording, even more are going to be open. So are you excited? I can't, I can't believe this is a real thing that's happening. This is I amazing. Like, I, I know some people that have been traveling to theme parks for two weekends now, just from wherever they live. It's insane. This is a wild time to be alive. Because you should be, it should be, uh, you know, daily operation right now. And yeah, would be, I mean, school's out. It's pretty much summer. We should, we should be at a theme park right now. Well, maybe not at 10, 20 p.m. Recording this, but definitely tomorrow on Saturday, like we should definitely be hitting up worlds of fun, but unfortunately we can't. Mm -hmm. Like we've been in this shit for like, I, we shut down where I work at on March 15th. Like, that's just insane. That's over two months and two weeks at this point. Like, it's just insane. Like, it's almost like I just kind of thought I was going to live in my apartment for the rest of my life and just not ride roller coasters. And it's an option. As long as you got gas in a car, go do it, I guess. But, yeah, it's crazy. Like, we are seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. It's been a long journey. And like, I mean, we can even tell our listeners, we saw each other last weekend. Like we actually met up in, in social distance, of course, and then we did our due diligence and uh, we sat out, where, where did we sit at, Costa Bro? We were just at like a, commu- a local community college um, where it was probably illegal to, to drink the beers we were drinking, but uh, my wife, you and Jeff, we all just kind of met in the middle of a parking lot put the Coors light in the middle like it was a bonfire and appropriately distance ourselves and just kind of caught up on life, um, which is wild because it, it's been March was the last time you and I were together to record a show. Yeah. And just to see you was kind of weird without like Diagon Alley behind you, which is your Zoom background. <laughs> you in real life was kind of bizarre, to be honest. <laughs> it is. Yeah, we just kind of went back to like, as like we were almost there for like some college tailgate. I said we were the only ones there and it was the middle of summer and uh, we can't touch each other because that's against the law now or against mm-hmm. social distancing guidelines. And, you know, we already know, we already know, even though these theme parks are opening, we're going to know those Karens out there, <laughs> there's going to be those social distancing Karens at the park. They're going to be mad because, you know, little family got too close to them in the queue for the kitty coaster. And Karen is going to be chewing out that little 16-year-old rod operator. And, you know, it's going to happen. So can't wait to see the brawls from regional theme parks because, yeah. you know, people are oh, not close to distancing in queues. So, <laughs> Dude, I think the weirdest part, though, is just, like, not being able to dap you up when I saw you. Like, that was weird. <laughs> that, that was a – like, do we – I don't know. Dap up from our eyes? What do we do at that point? Yeah, what do you do? Like, I mean, how do you dap up with the eyes? I mean, that seems a little... It's a little uncomfortable uh, to about it. I don't want to make eye contact with you, so... Yeah, next, next time we're in person, we're just going to dap up our eyes, like, ooh. Hey, bro. Wait for that. Hopefully, that's at a theme park, so we could dap up our eyes at a theme park and maybe up our eyes looking at a nice, beautiful Woody. Okay, that, that was a little weird. A little weird. <laughs> 
Uh, and I'm talking about wooden coaster people. Coasters. This is a amusement park roller coaster podcast. So quite the rabbit hole theme park stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm super excited about this. Like we are over the moon excited about this. Like parks are opening, people are making announcements. So today we're just gonna kind of run through and just kind of go over what's kind of out there right now. So we're kind of, you know, Coaster Bro and myself, we're still kind of recording this from our remote locations or back caves. Um, right now it is, it is May 29th at 1025 p.m. So some of the stuff that we're going to talk about may, may or may not may change from now until when you hear this. Um, and some parks might actually be open by the time you hear this versus when we're talking about it right now. So um, yeah. kind of hop into it. So I think we should begin with, you know, the meccas, you know, the meccas being the uh, the slong of the United States of Florida. Yeah, a little bit of California, but more Florida because California is on this weird kick of just being super strict. Yeah, uh, let's hit it off with Disney Universal. So, ever heard of them? What? Ever heard of them? Never heard of them. Like, who who are they? I think we have a don't we have an episode on like Epcot or something like that? I think. That's a Disney park, right? Is it? Or is that Marvel now? I don't. I don't know. I don't know how is that. that Marvel now. <laughs> is this gonna be Guardians of the Galaxy like park? Hey, I watched Guardians of the Galaxy the first time ever. By the way, what What'd you think of it? So good. I it is it was- actually. It is actually one of the best like Marvel superhero movies, in my opinion. All right, full disclosure to all listeners out there. Costa Bro and myself do not like Marvel superhero movies. Um, I guarantee we just kind of just pissed off the other listeners that we haven't pissed off about Steel Vengeance. But I'm kind of finding out I, I, I might like Marvel. Which, this is a weird moment at 30 to just be like, wow, Guardians of the Galaxy was amazing. Have, both did you watch, both of, did you watch fact, both of them? Yeah, they were so good. Yeah. Uh, Dude, I love One movie you would like that I enjoyed. Now I'm sure there's people out there who are going to be pissed off at us because we're probably not doing it in a special order. Mm-hmm. But watch Thor Ragnarok. Um, that one was hilarious. Like Thor is funny. Yeah, he's hilarious. Like oh, and the Hulk's in it. And it's like these. Fun- they're just they're hilarious. Like I guarantee it. Watch it. It was actually funny. It's it has the vibes of the Guardian Galaxy kind of like laid back kind of chill, um, not like in your face action all the time. So, um, it, well, you're looking at your newest Marvel years. fanboy apparently because uh, I love Groot, I love Rocket. Oh, Groot's I amazing. The character's name is I always forget names, and, and the Green Girl is pretty cool, and uh, <laughs> Batista, the WWE guy who's colored purple. Yeah. Funny. He's just so. funny. So, anyway, Marvel Land will be at Disney one day. So let's talk about Disney Universal again. <laughs> All right. Well, so Disney. So Disney came out and announced. We'll talk about Disney World. Um, mm-hmm. Came out and announced this past week that the earliest they're going to open is July 11th. Which to me, when I heard that, I was like shocked because. I was talking to some of my old Universal friends, and they were talking about, you know, when Universal's opening, which we'll get to in a second, and, you know, basically they're opening up to the public on June 5th, but Disney's going to wait a whole entire month 
after that, like that just seems insane. Like I feel like they're losing so much time and money. Um, I think this is Chestnut Checkers from Disney. Yeah, I think so too. I, I agree with you with that. And that's kind of talking to some of my friends on there. I think they're kind of, they want to see what Universal does, kind of see how things play out a little bit and kind of go there. And also on the flip side too, everyone in the Mama Disney is furloughed. So they have to come back in and train them. So that's going to take a little bit of time. Um, even training is not just come in and, and make people happy. Yeah. I mean, it's everyone back from like executive level, uh, not like high up executives, but like high up managers of the park all the way down to middle management and hourly leaders and the frontline staff and get them all up to speed with all this COVID and social distancing guidelines and all that kind of stuff. So I'm sure they definitely have a lot of work to do, which is part of, partly makes sense why they have such a delayed time to open, but it still kind of blows my mind that they're going to wait that long, especially when there's so many other parks that are opening so much faster than there are. Yeah. But when you think about it, like when you, like Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom, set to open July, July 11th, and then on the 15th, Hollywood Studios and Epcot. These are some of the highest attended parks. And Universal, pretty high up there too. Mm -hmm. the world. So you talk about like tourist meccas, like, is it irresponsible for Disney to even try to open early June? Like you think about like in the long term, when I said it's like chestnut checkers, like these are like, I think it's going to be more like these guys are considered safe in the long run, opening a month behind their competitors who are also big names. But I actually think it's a smarter move. Well, like I said, they're not prepared to open in early June because all yeah. staff is technically laid off. Right now, so they wouldn't even be able to do it. They they just kind of make it happen. Like that'd be so much. I agree. I, I think I think playing that card too. I think it also kind of works on a favor where they could see, you know, how things are working out. And you know, like I said, like we talked about in the intro, there's gonna be those Karens out there. They're gonna see what the people are looking at when when they go to the theme park, especially when they have Universal in the background in their backyard, so they could just kind of go there and see, you know what people are liking about the social distancing guidelines and what they truly hate and the mm -hmm. Disney fashion, they're going to reimagine it and make it be even better and as seamless as possible. Like the social distancing stuff doesn't even exist. <laughs> well, one thing I also want to bring up though, like Disney's going to get some money through, uh, what, what's their sport district called? Uh, Worldwide. ESPN, Wide World of Sports. So Every every freaking uh, team that can't play due to whatever, like Disney's just gonna host them. Like the NBA, I think. Did I hear the NBA is just gonna host the NBA in Orlando? Um, no, that's you're talking about MLS soccer's debating on doing a, because uh, um, their season kind of kicked off right before COVID started. They kind of got in two games each, then they got suspended, and now they're kind of. Towards the, you know, in about a month, they'd be kind of in their middle part of the season. So they're yeah. about doing like a tournament in Orlando, but none of this is official yet, or the league has announced it. But what I've heard is they're going to they're gonna use ESPN Wide World of Sports for all the training grounds and potentially do games there. Mm -hmm. Or they're going to bust them over to the Orlando City Soccer Stadium in Orlando 
and just do the official games there. But basically it'd be kind of a, a large tournament where teams will play in a group stage type thing, get five games in each and go into the knockout round. And that's basically how this season's going to be played out. But yeah, it's going to be host in Orlando, which, um, which sounds like, you know, probably they're going to probably going to stay on Disney properties at Disney resorts. Yes. Um, yeah. So they're getting, they're going to find money out of this. Mm-hmm. And it's, and theme park says not just the MLS. There's rumors that NHL is going to have Orlando is going to be a host city for that, for their whatever they got going on. I don't follow the NHL, so I'm not going to pretend to know like what's going on. But I know, <laughs> I know that every every like sports league that's in a dilemma is like hitting up Orlando and being like, "Hey, that sports complex you guys own." Also, you know, with ESPN being owned by Disney, like. There's a lot of pull there, so. Yeah. Um, well, you know, you know, in Orlando, the WWE is, their headquarters is based out of Orlando. Yeah. And they actually didn't shut down at all. They were still doing. Warehouse. Like, they had the WrestleMania. Matches. Promotion. Yeah, they had the WrestleMania, but, like, what do you call them? Matches or, like, events, I guess. It's more of an event, not really a match. I don't know. Well, there's matches inside the events. Yeah. Somebody's yelling at, at the podcast right now. But Oh, yeah, they're like, I mean, I. When the guys get in the ring and wrestle each other a bunch, you get it. <laughs> After I was just going on this tangent of Marvel, and yeah, like I think we just lost all of our listeners. So like these, these <laughs> things. <laughs> but yeah, so, so basically, July 11th for um, for Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom, and then it's like July 15th for Hollywood Studios and Epcot. So they really kind of tear their parks when it comes to that. Yeah. Um, I haven't. I didn't. I didn't really look into it, but I'm sure resorts will probably open a little bit before that to allow guests to come in and you know get situated before the parks open and whatnot. Yeah. They, I mean, they can still go to Disney Springs. That's been open for, mm-hmm. for a while now. Yes. Um, Love the person cooking hot dogs in Disney Springs. <laughs> in management, uh, in management with their mask on, or just kind of explain them like, "Hey, you just can't." grill it had like electric grill and plugged it into the side of like a like a store it was grilling hot dogs like like why would you do that like why would you come to disney springs and do that yeah, i was like this is a fun spot get out of here like <laughs> like i actually get that at fun spot 100 percent. but I, honestly parking. like yeah might as well it's right there but like you're at you're at disney springs like do a carry out or like I don't know. Is there a hot dog place in Disney Springs? Is there a Airless sandwich that's open by now? Get a get a delicious sandwich. Don't get a delicious sandwich. I just don't get it. But yeah. so so we got a, we got a long time before Disney. So unfortunately, we're not going to get into Disney anytime soon. But go ahead. We could go to Universal. Yeah, June fifth, huh? Yeah, June fifth. Um, they're opening to the public. So, uh, you know, they're going to do next week. They're going to, I think on the first and second, they're kind of doing a team member preview mm-hmm. where they're going to kind of, you know, have team members come in and they're going to kind of work out all the kinks and stuff for, uh, for the social distance stuff they're putting in place. Um, they kind of do this a lot when they do like big events and stuff like um, Halloween Horror Nights, they do a team member preview for the operations team to kind of get used to crowds and how things are going to flow before they open up to the public. 
Um, usually team members think this is, a, you know, a fun vid event for them, but really it's just to kind of work out kinks, and that's kind of what they're doing here. I'm going to kind of bring people in and see how the flow is going to be, how much is going to affect wait times and, and times to get into the park and through security and all that kind of stuff. Um, so they're going to do that. And then I believe on the third and fourth, they're going to do uh, annual pass holders only. So, you know, not as big as crowd. So I think if you're an annual pass holder, definitely get in there. And, um, and, you know, that's going to be a great time for you to experience things without major crowds. Um, and then the fifth, they're going to open up to the public and, and go from there. Um, I don't know the exact capacity, but I do know they're going to limit capacity for the parks, but I don't think they're going to make that public knowledge. So. Yeah, it's kind of best not to because then you can you can honestly go a little bit lower than than normal and then up it when you need to. Yeah, that's a good idea. But I mean, I think I think all the parks are going to face this this summer, and um, you know we might get our predictions later in the show. But basically, like it's going to be hit or miss. Like I I think some parks might get slammed because there's people out there that just don't care and like. But then, like, like I mean, we saw this weekend, you know, just looking at the news and stuff, and in our in our home state, Missouri, down the Lake of those arcs, people just you don't live in Missouri right now. Don't say that. <laughs> what? I'm ashamed, man. Like, yeah, go ahead. I mean, this this story is embarrassing. Like, everyone in Missouri knows about it. I don't know if it's a national thing. I feel like it is, though. I think it is. Yeah. So down at the Lake of those arcs, which is kind of a easy weekend vacation spot for a lot of Missouri and Midwestern folk. And uh, there's this like little, there's a bunch of like little lake bars down there and there's this thing called Party Cove and, you know, those video out, at least on the news. I'm pretty sure I saw it on some national stuff and. Yeah, it's gotta be out there. Basically, there was just massive amount of partying and no social distancing going on. So I have a, I have a really big feeling, especially like a Universal and when Disney opens that, it's going to be the same thing there. So, but who knows? Either that, or it could be some people like take, you know, they're really cautious and stuff. And um, it's going to be very interesting to see how these parks, like how much, how busy it is and how normal it's going to feel with all these guidelines in place. And also like how much of a, you know, hassle is going to be for those guests and, and also the employees, like, you know, just trying to enforce them and people already get uppity and about like spending that much money to go on vacation. They're already in a piss off mood. Now you add in like all these other guidelines, it's going to be, it's going to be a challenge for sure. And that includes like mandatory masks. I think at both, right? Mm, I know they've been doing that at some of the at Disney parks and whatnot. But that's you know, at Disney Springs. I mean, fights cause yeah. it's such a polarizing thing for some reason. And, but I don't know if they're going to do it on the ride. I feel like that's a safety issue. Like, I uh, actually, what, what, what theme parks are kind of coming out and saying for the most part, I mean, you still have Mount Olympus that doesn't give a shit about anything. <laughs> um, but most parks are requiring masks except for when you're like eating and drinking. So, and on like kind rides of and stuff, I just feel a like bit big. Here and there, even like within companies, there's a little bit of, some people have masks, some don't, but yeah. strongly, strongly recommended, I'd say by most, but. No, it's definitely, like, you definitely see it being recommended, but I just, on a ride, I just feel like, I feel like that could cause some, some safety issues and stuff. I've already, I've already encountered some things where 
people have had panic attacks because they're not getting enough oxygen because they're not used to walking around with a mask on and being on a throw ride with your heart rate up so you're trying to get more oxygen and stuff i feel like that could cause some some big safety issues um and stuff like that at least for the ride you know i get walking in the park and being in and, and there's close counters and queue lines and just being in the park in itself. But but it's also like, how are you going to enforce masks on the ride anyway? Yeah. Or you have it on a dispatch. Like, we're not going to, I don't see any park stopping lifts for like putting it below their mouths. So I would recommend it, but like, I also haven't studied what a mask does on a ride either. Like SeaWorld has apparently. So, but. Well, I work in aquatics and that's, a whole, that's a whole different thing. Yeah, well, we're not allowing masks in water, and that's actually, that's from the CDC, is the cloth masks, when they get wet, make it more difficult to to breathe in, and obviously with water and breathing, that doesn't make, so um, that's what a terrible time to work in uh, theme park operations. Like, what do you do on water rides, then? I know. They get <laughs> so many things. And, like, I know in what I've been going through, at least, is, like, no one's coming out. I'm sure all the theme parks are facing this. Obviously, every state, every local, you know, county and and municipality, all those have different guidelines and stuff. Um, I do work, you know, where I'm at, where I work at, you know, I've been dealing with is just no, they're so vague. Everyone can misinterpret them. You know, you read it one way, you interpret it one way. Another person reads it, they interpret it a completely different way. And a lot of these high up agencies like the CDC and the other ones, they're, they're coming out with these very vague guidelines on purpose. They don't want to, A, limit um, you know, individuals and there's a lot of pushback on them. But it doesn't really help these, like, these companies and stuff because it's like no one knows the right answer what to do. So it's. When you don't know, like, what, like you don't want to come out and say something's fact and then be wrong. Yeah. Like, hell you require a mask in amusement parks and all of a sudden somebody like suffocates or something like oh yeah <laughs> and that's the thing like you know but you don't know if you're going to be right or wrong until one of those things happen so you just kind of have to hope for the best and stuff and, and kind of mm. see what happens i guess and Dude. anyways you know luckily i mean yeah i gotta deal with my little operations mm-hmm. but I don't have to deal with these grand scale, these major theme parks and stuff and figure yeah. out all that kind of stuff. So like how do you social distance on the monorail and uh the tram at, at Disney? Yeah. What do you do? Is it like first, middle, and last row? Or are you putting up plexiglass? Like what how how do people exit? Yeah. <laughs> I, so much that goes releases in. that because they, they usually have a one person at the station, you drive on the on the monorail, and then that one person on the exit to direct people. Like, are they gonna up staffing, or you know, are they gonna just limit? Okay, I'm gonna put X amount of people in in each car, I guess, when they preload it, or what? And then, like, do you even care about being profitable? Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, I think it also comes back to like, you guys gotta, gotta put on the guests, like. You know, we're all adults, you know, at least for the most part, people are going to it, you know, has at least one adult that's taking them there, you know, mm-hmm. you might have some teenagers and whatnot that go, or their parents drop them off. But anyways, like, at the end of the day, you're making a decision to to go into these parks, so you can't expect to be completely social distanced. 
Obviously, and those Karens out there will expect that. And they're going to expect, you know, when someone sneezes, that they, they're going to expect that the ride operators and security just tackle that person and just kick them out and ban them for life, even though that's obviously not realistic. And guess what? Allergies also happen. So, um, but it's going to be interesting to see just how everything plays out. Hey, man, I'm a little bit of a Karen myself, though. Like, have some courtesy for, like, people, other people. Like, just because you don't care if you get sick or not, like, you're still a carrier. Like, you're out in public. Like, so it's, I don't know, man. It's just, this is a weird time. There's no, no I, get, I mean, no don't get yes. do anything right now. So it's, yeah, so, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not advocating for the sneeze on people. I'm just, I know you're not. That's you, like a I mean, there's right people now. like, you're standing in the, in the station house of a roller coaster and, you know, you breathe in or, you know, you just, you, you have an allergy and you sneeze, you don't want to be crucified and like people are like yelling at you like this person out of the park, kick him out of the park, blah blah blah. You know, just because you sneeze, like and mm-hmm. then, like I mean we've all kind of gone through I mean I I've been at work with allergies, man. Like I get it. <laughs> I've been back I've been at work for a few weeks and like I was in the meeting the other day and like I had a cough come up. I was like, oh like and I like swallowed it, which was so uncomfortable and I thought for sure I was gonna cough even more. But I just felt like, what if I cough? They're going to judge me. They're going to say this. Like, it's this weird stigma now about just – I've coughed on Zoom calls and felt bad about it. Yeah. Like, I, I like, mute my mic and go – like, I dip out of the screen and cough. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm just worried there's going to be those people out there that are going to expect the, the theme park employees to, like, police this. and like, oh, my God, this person coughed. You need to, you know, like, you know – criticize them and and interrogate them and see you know what's going on and even though they pass all the all the lead-ups to like whatever temperature checks and all that kind of stuff you know it's it's fine like just people are gonna need to take a chill pill sometimes so yeah at the same time is yes i agree with you people need to respect each other's spaces and understand that you know all this stuff is in place for a reason right even and we need to follow it and abide by the rules because there's also those people on the other end that are like, yeah. this is my constitutional, my constitute, wow, I can't talk about this, can't say the Constitutional. Right. Constitutional right to, to come in this park without a mask and walk where I want and cough where I want, whatever. And there's those people too. So, and those people there's are- There's a certain level of expectation parents. in the queue line. Like, yeah. like, you can put up as many markers as you want, but people are not going to, mm-hmm. there's going to be some people that just don't care. Yeah. They're not going to be – I mean, there's people that smoked in queue lines before oh, yeah. Corona. Smoke, line cutting, all those people, and those are going to be the same people. Line cutters, yeah. They're, they're going to be protesting all these guidelines that are put in place. And it's yeah. just as worse, you know, and it should be compared just as much as the Karens. Like, we're going to have these two people on the end of the spectrums, and they're just going to ruin everyone's day on both ends of it, and they're just going to make the employees' lives a nightmare. And again, at the end of the day, a lot of these places, you know, they they have to abide by these guidelines. And it's for your safety. It's for everyone's safety. And until until more information comes out, this is just the theme park world we're going to have to live in. So, yeah. Well, let's move on to more Florida parks. Yeah. Uh, now, one thing I do want to bring up, while all the Karens are going to be policing, did you see what Gatorland put out? 
No, I did not. What did they put out? They put out it like a, a social distancing ape. They literally made a character, and this is a mascot character that walks around and enforces the six foot rule. <laughs> it's like comical. It's amazing. Is it just like someone dressed up in like a costume and yeah, a really good costume? But he just walks around and like he'll take pictures of people, but only like social distance, you know. And like um, there's actually a video out there, and it's it, like the the speaker's a little Carol Baskin like, you know. <laughs> it's kind of an annoying video, but the concept of the social distancing ape is kind of genius because he goes around and enforces it, but it's funny. So, got to give props to Gatorland. Never been to Gatorland myself. I know you have, but, um, you know, shout out to them for making a, you know, finding a way to enforce this without, like, hurting feelings, which I'm sure it doesn't hurt feelings. That's actually actually pretty cool, like, to make kind of a little bit of, kind of make it a little bit lighthearted and whatnot and add a little fun character that people could do little photo ops with. And at the end of the day, I think people kind of will will kind of like, like that a little bit. You yeah. Should, uh, so when when you put out this podcast, um, if people want to come visit our website at coastercuzzies dot com, um, I'll have Coaster Bro put that link in the little notes that we have for this podcast, so you guys can see that video. Yeah, it's pretty dope. Cool. But uh, yeah, some other Florida parks that we got going on. Um, you know, outside of Fun Spot, which we'll talk about later, but Legoland Florida announced that they're going to be opening on June first. June first, Monday which I'm sure there's some limited stuff there. I feel like, I feel like it's going to be a rides only thing, like the indoor experiences with like build and test and, you know, all the Legos themselves, Lego bricks, my bad, themselves. <laughs> um, I feel like that is, that can't be open, right? I mean, I don't see how, because like we, when I, so I used to work at Legoland Florida. Uh, I don't yeah. know if people knew that. I think we talked about that on the first episode, but we always had issues with just kids just putting those bricks in them all the time. And what we did at the park was uh, we would bag them up like every other day. And mm-hmm. We had these washing machines and we kind of put them in these mesh bags and we'd wash them that way to disinfect them. And obviously now like with, you know, with this whole stigma of all this kind of stuff, like there's no way they're going to be able to have bricks out there. So I don't see, <laughs> How they are. I'm actually pulling up their their plan right now to kind of just see what they have. Dude, I used to be in charge of uh, the cleaning schedule of uh, Legoland Discovery Center in Kansas City, and to 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 schedule that, like with Corona, like like I don't even know how like the Discovery Center is like those little midway attractions that are like two to three hour experiences and like malls. How does that open when you only had two rides and everything else is like Lego bricks, like? That's going to be wild. So they're doing for the parking. They're making you every other parking spot in the parking lot is blocked off. So you're going to have, <laughs> which I think is. I think that's actually a thing. Most people are doing, this is my personal opinion. I think that's just a little overkill uh, myself. Well, here's the thing though. Here's my thoughts on it is you have like limited capacity anyway. So like, that's more of like a perceived safety thing, which I think is a real thing in theme parks. Um, so like if you have the parking spots for it and it's going to be limited capacity, like why not just go ahead and do that just as like a first impression. It's probably pretty smart, but it is, I, uh, it is overkill. Like you can wait in your car until somebody 
leaves if you need to. Like, yeah. that's not a big deal. I mean, I would rather park a lot closer to the park entrance versus having to park out to BFE just because we need to get a little distance between yeah. us. When I, yeah, you, like you said, half the time, unless you're like rope dropping the, the park, like you're probably not going to be getting out of the park out of your car the same time someone else does, you know, um, especially at that park. It doesn't get that crazy like all day. Um, what happens if you're rolling at two o'clock? Are they still going to, like, how are you going to really enforce every other? I feel like, yeah, it's, but it's they have more. Parking, they have parking attendance and everything, so. Okay. Yeah, but they don't have anything in here right now. They actually have a little cool little uh, slide thing about like what all the things they're doing and whatnot, but it doesn't mention anything about the bricks themselves being that these are readily available in their queue lines and whatnot. Yeah, they are going to be doing empty rows and or empty seats between guests and ride vehicles, so there's going to be limited capacity. Um, but um, you know, wait times. Probably won't be too crazy, but they might jump a little bit if if, if it is a spot that's open and in sort of limited capacity on the rides. Yeah, that is kind of a a criticism, I'd say. But I, I do feel like the attendance is so low on most days that you're not going to feel that that wait time too much, or it'll at least be appreciated by most people. Yeah. If you go to a theme park, the expectation is like, oh, limited capacity. There's going to be longer lines. Okay. But uh, you also have SeaWorld and Bush Tampa opening June 11th, which is pretty big. Um, you know, a lot of pictures surfaced at SeaWorld um, on some of the roller coasters, testing masks and, and, and different seating arrangements and that sort of thing. It's kind <laughs> of speculation there. But um, June 11th, that's, it makes you, <laughs> it really makes you think like Universal June 5th is a wild move. But even June 11th isn't, I mean, think about it. It's only 12 days away. Like, mm -hmm. no, man, that's a little bit further than that. I did my math. Oh, yeah, so I disagreed. <laughs> um, but it's not like super far away. Like, I don't know, like with my facilities opening up soon, it's like, it feels like it's far away, but it's like, it's going to sneak up to them real fast. Yeah. They were into the same thing. Of like, I know what Disney did. I mean, they furloughed almost all their employees. So obviously it sounds like they've been bringing them back to do testing and training already um, to get ready for this. But, um, and I think, and that's kind of what Universal has done too. They, they didn't furlough many people. They kind of just did a little bit of a cut of, of pay, like 80% of, um, of the salaries versus doing 100%. But they, they brought, they've been bringing people in to do training and, and trying to work out all this kind of stuff. It sounds like SeaWorld is kind of in the same boat. So it's so just kind of like, oh, yeah, we'll come back to work. Tomorrow we're opening. Yeah. Dude, SeaWorld laid off, of, like, most of their people, actually. They did, yeah. But now they – obviously, they're bringing them back now to do all this testing and stuff. I also feel like SeaWorld uh, doesn't train as well as Universal Disney. They kind of feel more regional park. I bet, I bet it's great training, but still, like, it's probably, like – jump through these two hoops and you can operate a register. Oh, I'm sure that's how it is. Um, from what I've heard, uh, people that's worked at, that I worked at the universe and I worked at SeaWorld at one point, but at the same time is like, you know, they have to do some sort of training. They can't just like film their willy nilly. Like they're definitely gonna do something. 
um, to do that. And it, and like you said, they, they have photos of them testing rides and doing different configurations and whatnot, see what works and not. Um, but yeah. All right, so let's dive into the parks that have reopened, which we are recording this on the 29th, which is a Friday. A lot of parks are going to be reopening tomorrow, which tomorrow in podcast land. This is the 30th. When you're hearing this, it's actually June. So just understand that there's a whole weekend here of parks opening that we're not going to cover because we don't have any news from it. So, um, But kind of in mid-May, it all started in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, which was kind of like the leader of just like, screw it. We're tired of the quarantine. We have fatigue. Everyone go ahead and come bring yourself to Gatlinburg. We have all these tourist attractions. It's a lot of fun. Um, so kind of the first thing that opened was Gatlinburg Mountain Coasters. And I feel like it was – like this is a guess, but I think it was May 16th, the weekend of May 16th, something like that. That's uh, so early. That's crazy. It was pretty early. Um, I saw, you know, like the coaster enthusiasts that were just like desperate to ride a coaster – like traveled to Gatlinburg to ride mountain coasters, which <laughs> and I respect it. But if you think about it, mountain coasters pretty easy to social distance on. Like all you have to worry about is the queue line. Yeah. One person per car and good to go. So uh, those opened up and then kind of the leader of it all was Fun Spot America, the good one, May twenty second. Um they opened up and it's kind of funny because when you followed on social media, there's a lot of like vloggers that were just like, Oh my God, the first theme park. And like most of the vloggers are in Orlando. So like they all just kind of showed up and like, Hey, what's up everybody. So that was yeah, kind of but they, one thing I really liked about fun spot, you know, I was, I was watching the social media accounts and they did some really good marketing of just like, I love their signs they put out and they had a, they have a lot of cool like little videos and B-roll of their employees just like cleaning and stuff. You know, we didn't, you know, we didn't really talk about this in our last episode when we just went ham on FunSpot. <laughs> I always remember how FunSpot is the employees were the nicest and most energetic and engaged employees. And they actually cleaned a lot when they weren't operating rides and yeah. just did it. So like, you know, People who might see it on social media, like, oh, they just caught them, you know, doing that. And like, no, they they have a really good high work ethic when they're there. And um, you know, I think Fun Spot's gonna gonna kick ass when they're doing this stuff. Yeah, when you really think about it, they they are you're you're right, they are trained to do this. Like I remember uh what is their music express? Like their operators like you go shut down. The- yeah, there's they weren't operating and then they came they went in and cleaned the bathroom. Yeah. Like Fun Spot is actually low key, like one of the cleanest parks. So when you think about also the guest flow there, it's never super busy unless you're there on like a Saturday. Um, but there's, I think about the times we visited and like we could have social distanced every time we've gone there easily. Oh yeah. Like they don't have to worry as much about queue lines and that sort of thing. So like um, pretty safe. Like also reports coming out like, that they were uh, wiping trains in between each each session and, you know, staggering rows and that sort of thing. But it's easy. Have you ever had a full train on White Lightning? Like, um, I, I think the only time was a GCI event. Yeah. 
but I, I think that's gonna you put an asterisk by that because it's just mm-hmm. that was just meant to have people there for that. So I mean, we literally walked up with twelve people and said, "Hey, we're all gonna ride together." <laughs> but hey, if you want to hear about more about Fun Spot and how much we love Fun Spot, check out our last episode, episode eight, I believe it was, all about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but then um, after that, we had May twenty sixth, the Kissimmee Park opened up. Um, kind of like the only difference was at Fun Spot in Orlando, you're not required to wear the mask. But in Kissimmee, you have to wear the mask. So it's like one of those funny things where it's like the company decided not to make a blanket policy between the two parks and it was all government regulated. So that's yeah, pretty- that's and you're gonna see that for sure. Like, and Orlando is weird like that because you get you get these different counties. It's usually county related. So you get Green County, uh, well not Green County, well Orange County, which is where Fun Spot America's in, and then Kissimmee is actually in Osceola County. So it's probably different requirements there that they follow. Yeah. So that was just kind of a notable difference between the two, which I did find interesting. Like, um. <laughs> it's like you guys are two parks within like what 20 minutes of each other and like yeah you can put a blanket policy over it which is kind of interesting <laughs> um, but the one that kind of got the most social media buzz which totally confused me is my least favorite park in america mount olympus opened <laughs> on may 23rd and the enthusiasts have been so deprived theme park said that it opened with raving reviews Every, you know, Hades 360 all of a sudden is so good and so smooth after the, after the retracking. And Zeus, one of the worst wooden roller coasters I've ever ridden, on top of Hades, by the way, so smooth after the retracking. And while I didn't reopen, like, I haven't been there since 2013, but there's a reason, right? They did not take care of their rides. So, like, I highly doubt that these are actually smooth rides. Um, but people showed up. I think it's because it's so accessible in the Midwest. Is that is that why? Like it's yeah. Only- I mean, I think it comes back down to like a lot of reasons why it's having raving reviews. Because yeah, it's accessible. Um, it's one of the few things that's open. You know, and it was Memorial Day weekend, which a lot of people take that weekend off, and they expect you know those enthusiasts expect to go to those parks and whatnot. And, there wasn't a lot of options out there. So people went to Olympus, even though there's some other ones that were a lot better. Um, but Hey, they went there. And I think it's also like, I think, I think it's just people have been having cabin fever. So they get on a roller coaster. It's the first roller coaster. And they, you know, it's like, Oh, this is not bad at all. But you know, I think, I think in a year from now, or even later on this summer, once other parks are open, like, well, the reviews of like, oh, this ride sucks com- compared to other ones. Yeah. Back in the place. It's just wild, man. This this is also the only park that I've seen that's open that doesn't stagger row on coasters. And you just see like no mask anywhere. It's, <laughs> I don't know, man. This park, like this park kills people regularly. Like major ride malfunctions, people being ejected from coasters. And of course they don't, Stagger Rosie. It's Wisconsin, baby. Wisconsin, baby. You know what you're getting into. So, cheeseheads. No disrespect. Go, pack, go. No disrespect to the people that went there and rode coasters, but 
I mean, I just don't get it. <laughs> like where I would have gone is the other roller, the other theme park that opened was Lagoon, also opened on May 23rd, which is a far superior park in every sense. Like maybe the Woodies are better at Mount Olympus, but they're not. But you could say they are. Like, there could be an argument there. But what's kind of unique about Lagoon is they actually opened on May 16th for their beer garden bar. So they opened a restaurant just in the back of the back of the park. You just come park and, you know, walk like a mile to go get a meal and have a beer at one of their restaurants, which I respect it. I actually think like I would actually like to have seen more parks capitalize on getting some money during this time where they aren't making money. Like I would like to see an on well, online tours, that sort of thing. I'm shocked they did that because it's it's Utah. It's Salt Lake City like like the last place I mean they already have a strict like ABV rule of alcohol the whole state. But then they're just opening up this place just for the restaurant and the beer garden like it just it blows my mind. So it is kind of weird that that is a, you know, why didn't all parks do this if this was a possibility? Like, how did they find that loophole? I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of wild. But they also opened up May 23rd with, like, no buzz from enthusiasts. And I think it's because it's the middle of nowhere, Utah. But uh, the, <laughs> did you see the picture of the guy on roller coaster, though, just slamming a beer? I did not. That's awesome. Yeah, he, he like stuck in a can of beer and like my like professional photographer was there and, and caught a picture of him just <laughs> <laughs> on one of the hills drinking a beer. So respect, respect. to that. Guy. Respect. <laughs> All right. So let's also go over some parks that um, set to reopen soon slash this weekend, which is the show drops on Tuesday. So some of these parks have already opened. So the parks that have already opened that we don't have much to say about, uh, Six Flags Great Adventure got creative with their safari, which is pretty awesome. So mm-hmm. uh, May 30th, uh, they are opening their drive through safari. So kind of some history on that theme park. So I don't know if you know it, but it used to be a drive through safari and it was like a separate admission. And a couple of years ago, the park then set it as a just a regular ride in the park which mm. i thought was an awesome move because all of a sudden six flags great adventure that's a must ride thing and you have more to do with the park and it's like that safari is like i don't know how long it takes but about an hour um wow and it's, solid. it's better than Kilimanjaro. to me it's better than kilimanjaro safaris because some of the personalities you get um in a six flags park like they put their best people there and like it's a little bit more laid back than like a Disney and a little yeah. bit off. So I actually enjoy it more than like Kilimanjaro. Is it, how's it compared to like Rhino Rally? Uh, it used to be a Bush Gardens Tampa. Uh, I don't remember Rhino Rally enough to... I remember Fluffy? I remember Fluffy. That was fun. Yeah. Like, it's about personality-wise. That also was the Jungle Cruise. Okay, yeah, so I'm talking about personality-wise, not really the the safari because around the rally there wasn't a ton of animals on it it was more of a hmm. i would say the animals were solid in the safari yeah the animals, not as good as disney like disney obviously does like the visual setup better to where mm-hmm. they like block the barriers like six flags like 
you're still going to go through a part that has like chain link tigers. <laughs> okay. Tiger team. Like, we didn't really need that, but um, I don't know. Like, I just remember like there was a guy on the Six Flags Safari that I went on that like was basically like the cool kid in the lunchroom that just graduated high school. And he just had a bunch of like great jokes and he was himself. And like, I don't know, I just appreciate that. So um, also a great way to get your season pass holders that are like holding out and not renewing to just go ahead and renew that pass and go, um, go through the safari so they can get some extra cash there. So just go ahead and reopen whatever they need to reopen to make that happen. But um, also opening May 30th, Silverwood, which is a great park, middle of nowhere. Um, Probably not a lot of people going to be driving out there, but the locals will enjoy it. Um, Mm -hmm. Secretly one of my favorite parks in America. Reopening middle of nowhere, Idaho. (laughs) which I would put money on that being one of the first parks, which I guess it still is, but there you have it. And then Alabama Splash, May 30th as well. So if you want to go ride Rampage, it's a great time to do it. Great wooden roller coaster in Birmingham, Alabama, which no surprise, that's actually one of the first parks reopening because it's, it's pretty small. Um, so that opens May 30th as well. As far as some local parks opening for UNI theme park stud, Iowa, June 3rd, Adventureland in Arnold's Park, which we had a huge trip planned this year, right? We were going to go to San Francisco and do our thing. But it's very much looking like if we go to any park other than, like, Worlds of Fun, it might be one of the – Adventureland, yeah. Or um, Arnold's Park, which it's a little bit farther up. But Frontier City, also one of those that's, like, Hey, we haven't been doable. there since 2012. It might be a doable weekend or day trip. So, uh, But what's kind of unique about Frontier City, that is the first Six Flags Park that will be opening up. So pretty exciting because that's kind of the first, like, huge regional chain. Well, when I say that, I guess I'm just talking Cedar Fair, Six Flags, if that's a duel, I guess. <laughs> But Six Flags has come out and put out some videos that really talk about the rules that they are going to have in place. And um, it's actually a really good video clip that we're going to play for you guys and kind of talk about a little bit. So um, we'll go ahead and get that started. This is coming straight from Frontier City, but this is, again, on every, I think it's every park website. But what's kind of nice about they have their their rules that they're going to follow. So go ahead and listen in here. I'm Sharon Parker, communications manager for Six Flags. I'd like to update you on the latest plans for reopening our parks. At Frontier City, your safety is always our number one priority. And we have developed a comprehensive plan of new health and safety measures to help keep our guests and team members safe. First, every guest will be required to make a reservation for a specific date to visit at sixflags.com slash reserve. So breaking news, when that website launched, it immediately just had huge flukes. Like you, <laughs> you couldn't, like every time you put it, if you like try to put in a reservation for one, it would say that it didn't take, but it would like take a reservation for nine. So kind of a rough start. 
<laughs> yeah, and I'm sure they like. I'm sure their IT just had to like develop something because that's big on um, the contact tracing, getting people's information, knowing who's going to be at the park on what day, and all that kind of stuff. And I'm sure that, and that was at least for me, that came late in the game where we had to put places, put that stuff in place. So they may be in the same situation where that came late in the game and had to throw this thing together. And I'm sure those major issues. I would say just have have patience in these systems because parks are literally having to throw this together. So yes. What's the next thing here? By limiting the number of people in the park, everyone will have more room to move around and maintain proper social distancing. New cutting-edge thermal imaging will be used to take temperatures of all guests and team members entering the park. <laughs> what I love, what I love is how they try to like really upsell this cutting-edge laser thermal. Like literally, it's these laser guns that have been around for like years that you just like hit their forehead with and they give us the temperature. No, this is different. So I don't know if you've seen this video at the Embark Oh, okay. this is actually way cooler. So this oh. is a general camera, and as people are walking in, like it, it does like face recognition, and it just says their temperature and and like. Right now, there's a guy walking through, and it says 98 above his head. Oh, so, like, wow. there's no stopping and, like, doing a thermometer to the face or anything. It's just as these people walk in, there's thermal temperatures happening. Oh, snap. I did not know that. That's yeah, pretty really cool. But I, I just don't see how that – I feel like it's so new that there's going to be a lot of glitches. Like, like one day, everyone's just going to be at, like, this crazy high temperature, and no one's allowed in or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like you think about like Six Flags over Georgia in July, like as you're walking in, like I don't I don't know how I don't know the science very well, but like does your, your body temperature go up when it's hot out? For the most part, like yes. So maybe there's a way to like adjust it due to temperature. I don't really know, but I will like, get yeah, it. If, it, if it if it's hot out and you're and you're getting overheated, yes, your body temperature is gonna go up. I feel like there's ways to adjust that with temperature, but also I don't know. I, th I think props to Six Flags here. One thing you're going to find is like they're really trying to improve like just getting into the park and and uh, kind of limiting lines uh, when it comes to the park entrance. So because mm -hmm. that's one of the hugest things like when it comes to Six Flags parks, like you show up and everybody's going through these, you know, uh, metal detectors and you're adding this extra step of thermometers and that sort of thing. So actually I got to give Six Flags props here. They're, they're trying hard here. Will it all work? Who knows? But it is pretty cool technology here. All guests and team members must wear a mask while in the park. Okay, so they're, they're going every, every Six Flags park, every guest, every employee wears a mask. Yeah, That's, I mean. Putting your nuts on the table more than like the government is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we yeah. talk about the mask and everything, and you know what I do appreciate is them just coming out with a, you know, a very clear rule on that. So, I do too. Everyone on the property, team members and guests, need to wear appropriate face coverings over the nose and mouth. The only exceptions will be children aged two years or younger 
and individuals with breathing problems. If you don't have a mask, you can purchase one at the front gate. How much do you think that mask is gonna be? Oh, $6.99. Okay, I'm gonna say $3.99. So we'll see who's right. Yeah, you're probably, you're probably closer now I think about it. Well, no, there's two ways to go just, here. You it's just a, is it, now granted, is this just a plain mask or does it have Looney Tunes on it? Because you know Six Flags gonna have like Looney Tunes or some DC characters on it. I bet they have both. I, I bet <laughs> they have like premium cloth and then like surgical mask. That, I bet those surgical masks are going to be really jacked up in price, you know? <laughs> I can't wait to see it. We'll come back to that. We are implementing new high-tech security screenings to allow touchless back check, allowing for quicker and safer entry into the park. Her okay. So I think that's, like, they didn't spend a lot of time on that, but I think that's actually the coolest thing. So they are, you're basically walking in between two like panels and it's going to be able to identify like what's in your bag so that you don't have to like stop and and look through all so those just a big x-ray essentially yeah so i think that's actually like when we look at stuff that's going to come out of corona like if that stays i'm all for it because that is a lengthy process that a lot of parks have taken and for good reason but i think the world's going to shift a little bit more to like this type of technology which is going to be a better entrance experience for most guests, I would say. Mm -hmm. Guidance from Centers for Disease Control and state and local governments. Social distancing will be strictly enforced with clear markers showing where to stand in queue lines for park entry, restrooms, dining, and also where to sit on rides and attractions. You know, it'll kind of work, kind of won't. We will be launching a new virtual queue system for ride lines. Okay, virtual queues. Virtual queues. So, okay, so a lot of these are gonna go through a CESO probably, right? Well, that's that's what uh, Volcano Bay did when they did theirs, they worked with the CESO on that. So, and I already know Six Flags does a lot. Don't they do, they do a lot with the CESO already, so I, I totally see that happening. Yeah. Say so what? Are we gonna move towards more of this virtual queuing stuff in the future just because the technology is out there and like like we're already working with Assesso and like I feel like Assesso is in a good spot here where like they're very needed and I feel like even after Corona's over they can make some good deals with parks here. Yeah no I can totally see that happening I mean you know once you get the kinks worked out virtual queuing works um you know, Volcano Base kind of proved that. Yeah, it was a hot mess at the beginning, but they've kind of worked it out and worked a lot better. And it's yeah, great. Say what? Volcano Bay was the first to do it, right? Yes. I mean, there's been, I mean, you got the flash system that Six Flags had. So there was that there. In the way that like every guest is a part of it, I guess is what I meant. Yes. Uh, to, and also to that level, yeah, they, no one else has really got to that. I mean, it might be like a, a ride or two that's some, something was out there that did that. Universal did test it out on some rides beforehand, uh, but not to the, the extent of the whole park. Um, but, I mean, this is, this is a great solution to, like, the social distancing trying to avoid queue lines or mass gatherings are happening. 
So yeah. totally, like you said, I can totally see this coming a permanent change. But I also feel like um, this also is going to drive food and beverage and like merchandise sales because the less time you're in line, the more time you have to spend money and kind of see what's what's out there to offer. So mm-hmm. I think this is going to be one of the goods to pluck out. So it works. It does. Moving on to the next thing. You will be allowed to remain with your small group or family members, but we do ask that you respect others in the park by keeping a safe distance. For your convenience and safety, we've expanded the use of mobile food ordering and increased emphasis on cashless transactions, including the use of reverse ATMs. I don't know what a reverse ATM is. Me either. Okay. (laughs) Awesome. This is like science fiction stuff here. But one thing I am loving is mobile ordering should be in every damn theme park by now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think about like my last visit to Disneyland and mobile ordering instead of waiting in, especially Six Flags, a ridiculous line like for most food, like especially with the dining plan that's happening, everybody's eat like a lot more people are eating at the park all of a sudden we should get mobile ordering happening. Like, even if it's like, hey, I, I had to wait 45 minutes for my cheeseburger and fries, at least I can wait in line and ride something while I'm doing it. Yeah. Or just order the food then. Like, mm-hmm. they're just going to capture more sales that way when someone's waiting in line versus like, oh, maybe after I get done with this line, I'm going to just leave because I'm tired or something like that. Before I put an order, I'm not going to leave my order and I eat it because uh, – Nothing wears you out more than waiting in line for, for food at a theme park. Yeah. And it's just the norm now. I mean, you could literally order anything from your phone. Like food could get delivered to your house or yep. almost every almost every fast food, almost in a lot of restaurants, you could order online and pick up either through a phone or computer or whatever. Like it's just, it's, it's behind me to happen in the theme parks. Which it's already started, but it just needs, it's going to happen to everybody. And I think this is a good opportunity for all of them to kind of get on the same boat. Yeah, this is now a bump priority. And I'll take that. If, if every theme park starts doing this over a new ride, I mean, we're already sitting at home. Like, I'm just going to my local theme park probably 2020. That's what's happening. So, like, why not just improve infrastructure stuff? So, awesome. Our team members will be sanitizing superheroes. We will increase cleaning and disinfection in high traffic zones and areas including restrooms, dining areas, ride seats and restraints, and queue line railings. We have multiple hand sanitizer and hand washing stations throughout the park and at the entrance and exits of rides. We encourage you to use these stations as frequently throughout your day as an important part of staying healthy. The return to fun is something every member of the Frontier City team takes seriously. And we are working hard to keep you and your family safe. You get it. Closing message. So another thing that Six Flags also kind of does throughout that whole video is like there's signs in the background that say do the six, which is kind of catchy. Um, But basically what it says is there's six steps to having fun at Six Flags. Wear your mask, wash your hands cover your cough, keep your space, 
sanitize often and have fun. So kind of a catchy mm -hmm. they're doing there. Um, but I gotta say, if Six Flags can follow through on all this stuff they're promising, nailed it. Like I, I would feel safe to go to a Six Flags park if they can follow through on all this stuff. Oh yeah, I agree. I think they're really, they're really seeing, they're really using this time to implement good programs. And if they do it right, they could be, they could be very successful for them in the long run. All right. In other news, Cedar Fair, not a lot of news coming out. Nothing, uh, really. You know, Six Flags came out and they said Frontier City is going to be one of the first to open. Uh, Texas Parks, Georgia Parks, and Missouri Parks are going to be kind of on that first tier of like parks reopening. Cedar Fair, only thing they've really come out with is the Slitterbahn Parks that they now own. Mid-June. That's their that's – <laughs> so. We'll see if more follow, but unfortunately, I think Cedar Fair runs into an issue here where some of their best parks are in huge cities. You think about Toronto, which I don't really know what's happening in Canada, but I assume they're not open real quick. You got Knott's Berry Farm that m might be one of the parks on the will not open in 2020 list because of California's strict rules. Um, Ohio is being real real slow about opening their theme parks. So you think about Kings Island, Cedar Point, that's a huge hit. Like is, it, is Worlds of Fun going to be the first park to open for Cedar Fair outside of Slitterbond? Good. I mean, what's the other, what's the other pick? I don't know. What, I don't know what's going on in Virginia. Maybe Kings Dominion. Maybe, maybe Carowinds. Yeah, maybe. South. I don't know. So it's going to be real. I, we got to hear something soon. I feel like by the time this podcast is out, it's been, what'd you say? It's been 21 days since we've heard anything from Cedar fair. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. It's been 21 days. Like nothing. I mean, that's, that was from worlds of fun. Not, not yeah. fair. And then look at that. The mass uh, communication you, all the parts came out and said something on that day. Yeah. They all kind of, anytime they do some kind of information and really yeah thing they put out was something negative is like we're pushing all of our programs and special events to 2021 that's pretty yeah, much it so it's like they're blizzing in like hey you know like we'll win it together i mean they said that kind of stuff in it but it really was like hey don't expect if we do open it's going to be a lame summer it's pretty much how i read that a message like the only hope of any events which cedar fair has been event heavy like really launching them out with a Grand Carnival, and I think Worlds of Fun was going to do a new event with something like a Summer Nights event, which I was actually looking forward to because you and I haven't been to Grand Carnival. Nope. We, there's going to be a new new event in 2020, and both those gone. So basically, uh, the only hope in the in the whole chain is like maybe Haunt, maybe Winterfest, and that's it. Yep. Bummer. So. Would like some good news out of Cedar Fair if you're listening. I'm sure you are. <laughs> and then you've got some some big things happening in Indiana. Holiday World opening June 17th. Indiana Beach. Who would have thought Indiana Beach would be one of the first parks to open this year? But we're looking at <laughs> June 26th opening um, with like a VIP event they're doing. We need to buy a brick, by the way. They have I saw that. Like bricks, it could say coaster cuzzies, and we can be forever. But is it so? I was 
I was, we should, we, we should talk about this later. High <laughs> bar. All right. Well, first off, I mean, we could just edit this out. It's almost bricks way we can actually see what's written on it. Cause the way I read it was, it's going to be like, just used for the building of, or like redoing like the infrastructure. So our brick could be on the motherfucking like middle of a fucking wall. Like, when oh, I, it's on a wall. Yeah, like the way, at least that's how I read it. I don't know when I got, like, you posted something and I fucking like clicked on it. Oh, wow. I was yeah, I thought it was going to be like a walkway. That's what I thought it was going to be too. And I was like, oh, that'd be cool. But then, like, I don't know, maybe I was reading it wrong. Maybe I just didn't understand it. But it didn't seem like it was that cool. It was more like you bought a brick that's going to be like in the middle of a wall. Mm-hmm. You, it's going to be part of the new, like, what they're going to redo. And I was like, Okay, I thought it was gonna be like on a walkway with our names on it, but or you know, coaster cousins, whatever. Hey, but if you're not doing anything, June twenty sixth, uh <laughs> you could buy a brick and get a VIP ticket for two for like hundred and twenty bucks or something. Yeah. Interesting. Uh anyways, back to the show. All right. So a lot of promise coming out of the Midwest in particular, but let's talk about some of the parks that have just come out and just waved the white flag and said hey 2020 fuck that we're not we're not gonna wait around we're closed mm-hmm. so obviously fantasy island gone but that was before all this um but the first part to really come out and say we're gonna go ahead and close down was fun town splash town in maine they got a solid woody up there but um really short operating season like it's maine you know, the most northern state in the continental U.S., so pretty expected there. Uh, Conneaut Lake, which has had opening problems in the past, like literally taken years off and come back, and there's a big resurgence, but um, kind of your vote for, like, who may not survive a 2020 closure might go to Conneaut Lake, so hoping that they can, can bounce back in 2021 and reopen there. The next one... Del Grosso is your favorite spaghetti sauce. They have a wild mouse and like a wacky worm or something. They're not reopening. Um, I kind of think that Lakemont Park might follow suit. Yeah. I mean, Del Grosso's kind of goes hand in hand with Lakemont. And Lakemont's been having some issues reopening too. Like last year, Leap the Dips didn't reopen. They only opened for a year. Like I, I, I hope they don't come out and announce a closure either but starting to look like some of these smaller parks theme parks said might be on the chopping block for 2020 and it makes sense like all the training and stuff that goes into it yeah and it was gonna in probably these parks especially especially these like the up in like the northeast and whatnot yeah. they probably just have the weather to start doing that so they were probably gonna do it right when everything's still getting shut down so what are some parks you think might also close in 2020 still? <sighs> I'm going to go Coney Island. I don't think that reopens. Yeah. Part of New York. Yeah, especially in New York City. Um, I think you may have, like, I wanted to say Disneyland, but I feel like California, since they are, like, continuously operating year-round for the most part, I feel like there might still be some chances for those California. Yeah. But like Adventure City, like in LA though, which just has like one coaster, like 
are they fighting to reopen? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. Like, I mean, I think the ones I've announced that I'm not surprised about. So I could definitely see like some other ones that are like kind of in the same boat. Like some of these ones that have announced that they're opening, like, like, Holiday World in Indian Beach. Like, I thought I, I'm, I was actually shocked to see them reopening. So, yeah. um, like, I'm curious to see what what happens with Dollywood and um, Sodar City. I'm surprised Dollywood isn't open yet. Like, I don't, I don't yeah. know if they've come out with an announcement yet, but I feel like there's they've got to be like one of those June parks that's going to announce mm-hmm. soon. Um, you know, I could see, you know, who knows, like, when will Kentucky Kingdom do, do their thing? And I could, they, they could be hit or miss, like, either. Actually, no. They just oh. announced that they're reopening, um, like, today. I took a screenshot. Hold on just a second. I'm a, opening day, June 29th. So Kentucky Kingdom's going to reopen. There we go. All right, the reopening people. Heard it here first. I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a swing to the fences here. And I'm gonna predict that Cedar Point does not reopen. Whoa. I don't think it's happening. So go ahead and chalk up Kings Island, Michigan's adventure in that too. I'm That's calling. huge. I don't think they're gonna reopen. I'm probably wrong. But all right, let's go into a few more predictions to kind of finish out the show here at Theme Park Side. We've been going long. We've been really passionate about coronavirus. So, uh, what do you think the coronavirus means for these new for 2020 rides? Do you think they'll open? Do you think they'll hold off? Will construction be done quicker? Well, I think for the most part, like, construction was pretty much ending up for most of them because, I mean, it's it was March, so a lot of these parks are going to open in April for weekends and May. Um, so, I don't think it's going to affect it too much, if anything. And a lot of construction groups still operated and was still kind of working through a lot of this because they're able to social distance on a lot of their projects. Yeah. So I I don't think it's going to impact too much. I think if anything, it's going to come down to a financial decision where they may delay it because they had to cut the project because they just couldn't afford to keep paying them during it. Not really coronavirus, but the park's not going to come out and say that they're going to they're going to blame coronavirus for it. So would never know. I think you're going to have a mixed bag of rides that were pretty much ready to open. I feel like Iron Glossy is going to be one that goes goes ahead and reopens. But like parks that like started building roller coasters and like it's not quite done, do you cut the project and save money until a different quarter where you're actually making money and can afford this this coaster? Like you don't have to rush to reopen because like you're not hurting for attendance, you're you might be hitting capacity, like people aren't rushing out to the park if it's a 25% capacity. People are have a, they have a line to get into the park in the first place. So it's going to be interesting to see kind of how, how things fall. Like RMC in South Dakota, I don't think it opens in 2020. We're looking forward to that so much. And if parks, is 2021 just going to be a freaking buzzkill of no new rides? Because that's a possibility too. That could be, yeah. Projects getting pushed back, so we'll see. We'll see, but you know, we, I hope we get a few, at least a few new coasters out there to get some buzz going because they should all be 
pretty like this is kind of the the standard of most parks are trying to open by now those coasters so in theory they should be done in theory we'll see what opens up um any new policies that we haven't talked about that you think will stick at all no i think we did a good job touching those especially the six flag ones i think i think they're doing some big innovative stuff and i think if they work i mean I could see not only all of those parks, you know, having those, but then other parks kind of adopting those. So I think that would stick. Um, you know, the mask. I think I think we I think we're now in this world now that people are just gonna wear masks. That's mm -hmm. gonna be the norm. So do I think it's gonna be a policy? You know, like uh, like um, you know, Frontier City coming out saying that they have to wear a mask. I don't think that's gonna stick forever. But I think just people wearing masks at theme parks in America now is going to be kind of a norm. And just yeah. anywhere in America, people walking around, um, that's just going to be the norm of masks. So. Oh, yeah. Any good or bad that you see coming out of parks? I mean, you kind of just hit something very hard on it was I could totally see with the finances, like nothing, nothing big might be coming for 2021. 2021 might be a buzz. I think that's going to be really bad. I mean, but I think that's just kind of the whirlwind. I mean, just, you know, potentially going into a recession and stuff, you know, it's bound to happen. So, but unfortunately just not fun for us. So. I do think there's going to be a few parks that don't survive. Yeah. I don't know what parks they're going to be. I think there's going to be some surprises though. Yeah. I, I could also see like corporate parks cutting some parks from their lineup. Yeah. Kind of scary to think about, but I hope it doesn't. But what good do you think is going to come from all this? I think what's good is just how people are going to appreciate things. And, and I think the, you know, the employees and the guests are just going to be on a, it's just going to be a whole different feeling because, like, it's just going to be exciting just to be in a place where, like, wow, we're open, people are around each other. It's It's kind of summer, and I think just coming from such a long time of being – cooped up and in quarantine and just kind of getting something that just like that's nostalgic and stuff I think it's just gonna a lot of people are just gonna really enjoy it and it's gonna be it's gonna be a memorable summer no matter what and some of it's gonna be very positive other things gonna be like wow it's just that was the summer of COVID so it's kind of on both ends of it but I think those times that are gonna be like wow it's such a good summer because of this and that I think that's gonna I think that's gonna be the good part of it we're gonna appreciate things better yeah and i think some of the main goods that are going to come out of it are just advanced technologies to kind of enhance the guest experience which i think we're going to see a shift from major coasters and emphasizing that and kind of take a more how can we make parks prettier how can we make sure the wi-fi is better and um, enhance like this mobile ordering stuff and getting into the park and that sort of thing. So mm -hmm. I think that's some good that's going to come out of it. Uh, I like to call it the world's a fun approach where like, Hey, maybe some parks will get some new entrances and uh, start painting stuff and adding topiaries and not add new roller coasters for a decade or so. <laughs> <laughs> There's some goods and some bads, but we're not bitter at all. Not bitter at all. I think we're, is this 11 <laughs> now? 2009 to 2020. Well, that's shouldn't be hard for me. We need a new roller coaster. Well, 2009, yeah, you're right. 2009 is the last year. Yeah. 
it's a mess it is you know just but before you complain about new coasters not being added to your park think about the people of kansas city that's all i'm saying anyway covid sucks covid sucks but our website doesn't so go check out coaster coaster almost said covid cuzzies coastercuzzies.com and you can also check us out on social media we are on instagram facebook youtube twitter and tiktok the handle is coastercuzzies look at that yes well thanks for hanging out with us guys and talking about corona with us hope you can get out to a park soon and ride a coaster at least sometime this summer you deserve a coaster ride yeah We'll be there soon. Again, we get to see the light at the end of the tunnel. But everyone, you know what to do. Stay fly, America.